Hello and welcome to the Niche Podcast for Friday, October 24th, 2014. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere using open web standards like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, REST, and JSON. This week, we talk about gotchas with Poodle Bleed, admit to for each stupidity in PHP, and recap the fun we had building Castbacker for the Rails Rumble. Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Just shambled into the niche cave. Uh, yeah, I um, getting coffee was a bad idea. Oh, really? Yeah, when I got up, I got the littlest toe on my left foot. I got the toenail caught on the rug and ripped it right off. Oh. Yeah. I'm awake now. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> yes, yeah, a prolonged scream will get your <laughs> adrenaline going. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds I'm like, like a little fun. pain and torture in the morning to get you get the blood pumping. Mm-hmm. I'm in Spe- this space pumping into a puddle on the floor, but hey. Ew. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of pain and torture, I upgraded to Yosemite. Oh. This is always I fun. I don't I know why I did it. it I was I, like, I've got too much stuff going on. <laughs> I, I know. I can't stand that little badge, though. I just can't stand it. I haven't gotten I don't have a little badge. Uh, I, oh, no, I know what it is. I don't have the App Store on my dock, so I don't care. Right. I had to go into the App Store for something else, and every time I go in there, I'm like, <laughs> So finally, I was like, oh, well, the Rumble was the big thing that I, was, I, I w- was waiting to do it. So I was like, oh, well, after the Rumble. It's after the Rumble, I'll yeah. go ahead. <clears throat> it's a pretty significant yeah, change. Well, it's the biggest change in a while. Last, last I heard, Homebrew didn't work with Yosemite, so I'm holding off. Yeah, it broke my MAMP install, too. Ugh. <laughs> yep. Anywho. I just don't feel like dealing with a busted development environment right now. Well, the the first thing I tested was my Vagrant box, which does work. Awesome. Yes, and I can't. that's one of the things I want to talk about today, which is how freaking awesome Vagrant is. Yeah, I've I've been thinking, you know, I have... I have a Postgres, I have Heroku's Postgres app installed, and I have, I have uh, Ruby running running natively, and well, through um, through RB ENV, mm-hmm. and I have um, you know, MySQL installed and MAMP and all that stuff. But I'm thinking, if I had to start over from scratch, I'd just set up Vagrant boxes for all these things. Yeah, right. Can you run multiple ones on the same machine? Like, could you connect from like connect to an external air quotes? database from box to another? <laughs> on your machine you you can run multiple vagrant boxes at the same time they have to forward to different ports mm-hmm. obviously and um you know it's just just resources that you're taking up huh <clears throat> well we can we can get to all that when we get to all that yep um but i guess we should do housekeeping probably so yeah <clears throat> We both got some schedule weirdness coming up. Yeah, big time. Um, conveniently, we scheduled it at the same time for the pod- <laughs> well, for the podcast. It's convenient. Conveniently for the podcast. So we have a we recorded an episode a little while back that was very sort of like uh, a, a long protracted pontification about something I, that I can't even remember what it was. I, I was. Trying to remember the other night if we even still had that. I have it, yeah. 
um, it was, it, it doesn't matter. I have the episode still, but in, I remember when we recorded, it was like a two hour long episode and there was a really natural break right in the middle of it. So we were like, oh, this would be, it's like, didn't want to throw it away. And I was like, oh, well, we are going to be, I was going to, I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to record while I'm in Disney. So, yeah. um, so we saved that and that will be the recording next week, assuming that when I go through and edit it, it still makes sense and seems valuable. <laughs> but I remember thinking at the time that it was a good sort of non-news related generic um, yeah, kind of philosophy episode. Kind of, yep. So you've and got that the, to look forward to, dear listener. And then the week after. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to have two weeks that the recording is going to get weird. Because next, next week, week you're leaving, and then but then the week after, you're not going to be back until the 6th, and I've got the, the eyeball zapping on the 6th. Right. Interesting. We'll figure something out. Maybe we can record another one before I leave. Yeah. That'd be good. I, I would hate to skip. Um, so that's, so we'll figure that out. So that's housekeeping and, um, I don't know. Did you have anything else housekeeping wise? That's definitely the big deal. Mm, I don't think so. Cool beans. Um, let's see. Uh, we have a bug report this week. You want to do that? We do. Yes. Your, your weird PHP bug. Um, yes. And well, we actually, that's right. I forgot about that one. We also have, um, the poodle bleed bug, <laughs> which was, which will, uh, it it could affect someone else. It's not it, it hyper specific. So we'll start with that one because it's kind of easy. Um, the, you know, it was like, oh, another day, another critical security vulnerability on the internet. Yeah. Um, there was Got a lot of those lately. Yeah. So there's this thing called the acronym was Poodle. Uh, it stands for something padded oracle blah 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 uh and so some joker dubbed it poodle bleed and made a funny logo for it so uh there's there's your bug poodle bleed and the, the what the bug was <clears throat> uh i don't know exactly but basically it amounts to um someone being able to sp perpetrate a a man in the middle attack on you um because browsers will they do like negotiation with web servers before they decide which type of encryption to use over https <laughs> and i guess the spoof the web server or yeah yes exactly uh if you're using if the web server supports ssl version 3 which is pretty old and i, I don't know if most or many or how many but but tls is really the 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 new SSL yeah. and that's what you should be using. But, um, the, um, during the man, in the middle attack, if the, if the, um, web server supports SSL version three, then they can force your browser. They can pretend that the man in the middle can pretend that the web server doesn't support TLS. And if your browser supports SSL version three and the web server supports SSL version three, then the man in the middle can get those two uh, things talking to each other over SSL version three because they degrade down and right. uh, so they can find one that they can both speak. And apparently there's some vulnerability in SSL version three that allows the man in the middle to not be detected. 
So that was a long story. But anyway, so mm-hmm. it's really easy to check for. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. You can just uh, go to this web page, type in um, each of your domain names. It'll tell you if you need to fix it or not in, in Apache. It's super easy. It amounts to going into your Apache config and just um, just go in there and search for SSL v2, and that will almost certainly have a minus sign in front of it, meaning don't use that. And you just add a minus sign for SSL v3, and it, it uh, and you restart the server and that, uh, rest, restart Apache, and that's it. Cool. cool. So no big deal. Yeah, it's not it's not code you have to patch or anything. You just comment out the config. Yeah, exactly. Just update the config. So super easy. Um, except I did that the other day, thinking, what could this possibly affect on sticky <laughs> albums? It couldn't possibly affect anything, and so I did it in staging. It only affected everything. Yeah, well, just just like one thing. Well, not everything, but one thing. Yeah, it was one important thing. Right. I was like, we don't even use SSL on the album server because it's just public. So I was like, okay, so nothing can happen there, and uh, and I tested the builder, so the the actual application part where people log mm-hmm. in, and that was working. I didn't test every single page, but I was able to log in and nav around and stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm not getting any security warnings. That's no, no big deal. Fine. Okay, great. And then, of course, like 15 minutes later, everybody like explodes in chat like customers can't, you know, they can't see the preview inside of the builder. And yeah. I was like, it has to be. So I go in and sure enough, there's an inside the builder, there's an iframe pointing at the album server that shows you what your site is, your your album is going to look like as you're working on it. Yep. And it has to use HTTPS because that like it's required for the builder server to do that so oh right 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 so on the album server it's really kind of complicated setup that i have so i won't uh, that that i've got on the album server but it's i'm not sure if it matters it doesn't really matter the point is that the album server is doing a curl request to the builder and it has to use https and in that curl request i'm specifically you know i cut and paste some code from a hundred million years ago that I had to, Uh you know, set up a curl request. And in there, it specifically specified SSL V3 as the protocol to use. So uh, again, an easy fix. Yeah, totally easy. I just switched to TLS and boom. So, so dear listener, the takeaway is that if you're, if you've hand coded any SSL, uh, sorry, hand coded any curl requests anywhere and you do this update, you might want to grep around and see if you've got, um, the your your SSL settings to TLS. Or, I love grepping things. Yes. Grepping things is one of my favorite things to do. I agree. Just such a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. I did a that reminds me of regular expressions, which I updated on Kilo last night, so that I can accept more versions of natural language. Nice. Yeah. Quick tangent. Like it's funny because you'd think like. Um. Twilio, you know, the Twilio thing where you can SMS stuff to, um, to Kilo to do entry. So like, oh, you know, log 300 calories of cereal or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it does that. So it's funny when you are typing, you want to type as little as possible. So I have it set up to, to take 300 of cereal and it, it understands what that is. But if you're talking into the very same application, you want to talk more because it's, it, it won't. It's just. It's more natural. If you say three hundred of cereal, it's going to autocorrect to something wrong. 
Yeah. Because it doesn't yeah. make sound like a sentence. So you want right. so you so like I added in support for exercises. So it's like, um, you know, send a text message to Kilo and it goes bloop. What's your message? And you can say uh, log five hundred calories burned on the stairmaster. And it looks for the word burned and it and it looks for on of in while all the different prepositions that you might use. And uh, and parses that out. And I'm super proud of myself because I added features to the regular expression and at the same time made it way shorter. Nice. That's always good. Yeah. Anyway, so regular expressions tangent. Back to grep. Back to grep. <laughs> Back to our regularly scheduled grep story. <laughs> yeah, I, I used grep on Rails Rumble this uh, weekend, this past weekend, mm -hmm. extensively. I use it daily. <laughs> yeah. Just go into the repo and be like, I have no idea, you know, We'll get to this, but we used Bootstrap and, and other things, and we were, you know, two different people writing code. So I was like, I'm just going to grep for every place this shows up, and simple. There you go. Yeah, I use it I use it for, um, like, really long routes lists. Oh, yeah? You run rake routes. Well, how, where, where do you grep for that? Your, oh, you, so you do in the console. Run. Yeah. You rake tasks to list your routes. Mm -hmm. In big applications, that can get really long because you can have a lot of routes. Mm -hmm. So just, just grep them. Another one I do all the time is um, history piped into grep looking for whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So it'll be like history pipe grep uh, Apache conf or something. And it'll like whatever the thing was. I can never remember, depending on the server, I can never remember how to restart Apache if I'm supposed to use the... In it D or the service exactly. or Apache CTL. Exactly, or, yeah. So yeah. I so um I'll grep for it and like, oh they're they're copy paste done. Um so this week in grep. What were <laughs> what were we talking about? I can't even remember now. Uh you were talking about No, that was what we talked about after grep. Yeah, that was the tangent off the tangent. Yeah, uh poodle poodle bleed. Oh, okay. So we finished that. That was that. Yeah, we did. We did. Sweet. We're, we're ready to move on to the next thing. <laughs> the next thing was a really wacky PHP bug. <laughs> yes. Um, and this is this is kind of embarrassing because it's uh, it's kind of a noob error. And it's like way back when I was learning, very first learning PHP in like 2002 or something. I immediately, you know, I had a, a friend uh, Jamie Thomas, who was like basically holding my hand through the whole thing, like, and she was giving me little code snippets and like helping me deal with stuff. And, and I just loved the, I just loved, it wasn't that I loved PHP. I just loved what you could do with PHP. Mm -hmm. And, um, there are a bunch of ways PHP is like, so, you know, the origins of PHP are such that there's like a million ways to do the same thing. Yeah. And, Way, way back then, I basically made a bunch of sort of black and white decisions. When I would come to one of those points, I'd be like, da, 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 this one is maybe a little more clever, but this other one's more reliable. I'm never going to do that first thing. Yeah. I'm never, ever going to do that. And and so there are a lot of times when, and this is one of those times when like years later, I'll still remember that clever, simple way and I'll use it and get mm -hmm. bitten by the thing that I forgot was the reason I didn't use it in the first place. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like, I forgot that I didn't oh, that's use it. why I'm not doing that. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. that just sucked three hours. It was more than three hours. It was like two days of me trying to figure out what the problem was there. Yeah. We had a, we had a Rails bug a while back, and I don't remember what it was, but we hit it like three times before we realized, oh, it's that again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it, it might have been, I can't remember, it might have been a Rails bug. It might have been something we were doing in Sinatra when we were making Sinatra, little Sinatra apps. Mm. I can't yeah. remember, but we kept hitting it. There was, when we were recording those videos, I remember there was some, some very big surprise bugs. And it was, I remember one that was just like, you were using like uh, create an array on the fly syntax. And it was, you used like the wrong style braces or something. It's just like that clever stuff can really bite you. But anyway, so this one, probably everybody who knows PHP is just going to be like, what an idiot. But so I, I here's the situation. So I've got um, kind of like a controller and kind of like a view where the controller is all PHP code. And the controller files all PHP code and it's, um, you know, getting some data and it's creating this big PHP object that I then at the end of that file, I just include a... Um, a view file and that view file is like 99% HTML mm -hmm. uh, and just some for each loops and some ifs. It's okay. really, it's really yeah. just ifs and for each loops. So I'm not setting any variables. I'm not doing anything like that. All it's, it's like as logicless as possible. It's just some conditional branching and some flow control. Right. So, Okay, great. So, <laughs> but it's really hard to debug the PHP in that page because there's just so little of it, and it's like tons of HTML. And so I'm I'm in that page, and there is a for loop that loops through this pages array. It's an array of page objects, and it, mm -hmm. every and like I put in, and it's it's like the array is wrong. It's like flat out wrong. Like the array should have four items in it. It was like home page services, testimonials, and contact. Yeah. It's a tiny little array and you run it and every single time it would come out home or no gallery was one of them. So it was like home services, gallery, contact. And when you'd run it, it would always come out home gallery, gallery. So one of the pages would be gone and then one of them would be duped. Yeah. And I wasn't setting anything. And I'm no, like, no, it was just, you're going through them with four each loops. Right. And so I'd put a print R right in front of the for each line in the array would be correct. And then I put mm -hmm. a print R right after the for each line, just inside the loop and the array would be gone. It'd be yeah. screwed up. So, so it was like, what? For each is modifying the array? Right. How the hell? Yeah. Yeah. That's what and, it looked like. Yeah. You're like, go home, PHP. You're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, so I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, I'm using the alternate PHP syntax, the sort of HTML tag looking one. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's that. I wrote it with curly braces. I'm doing all these, because obviously it was something weird. Yeah. I'm like, thinking like, what install am I using? What version of PHP is this? Is this a new version of PHP that does something new that I don't know about? All this stuff. So then I'm like, I don't know what made me think to do this, but I changed the... Um, you know, the, the loop was uh, for each, open paren, pages as page, close paren, colon, close PHP. Mm -hmm. So I go, just f just for giggles, I changed uh, I changed it to if, uh, sorry, for each, pages as phage, so like not page. Right. And it worked. Right. And immediately, as soon as I did that, I was like, I know what the problem is. Because in the controller, I wanted to save 10 seconds of typing. Uh, and instead of 
So in the controller, I loop through this array and the array comes from the database and there's a bunch of stuff. In order to not put logic in the view file, I need to calculate and add a whole bunch of stuff to that object. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things I do is I loop through it looking for uh, consecutive items of the same type and I collapse them into groups. So I loop through the entire array first and I need to modify it as I'm going through. So, okay, what I should have done and what I always, always, always do when I'm going to modify an array that I'm looping through is I use a for loop and I use the, you know, like a very, you know, like so in right. pages, I, colon I, right. right. I always do that. And for some reason I was like, ah, I'm just going to use a for each and I will, um, and I'll put ampersand dollar sign page. So I'm looping mm -hmm. through and pages is a reference. And so that was the problem. So when you get to the end of the, that for loop, the variable pages is still a reference to the last item in that array. Ah, so then so this the was totally a scope issue. Right. So the next time I get to the array and I loop through it, and here's where I'm not, I don't understand exactly the outcome. Yeah. Why did it work the first time? <laughs> it, it works the first time, but then it's it's the the variable pages is a pointer to the last element of that array. So when I get to the new, when I get to the new for each, it says, okay, pages array, take the first item off of your stack, ah, and jam it into the last item. Because the last because you know pages the first item of pages as page, which is still a reference to the same array. So somehow, I'm, I, the thing I don't understand is how I lost the lat, like why it duped one and how I lost, but it, right. and why it wasn't the first one. Right. <clears throat> but that was totally it. Either, either way, that was totally the issue. Yeah. And so now I'm back to never, ever, ever, ever loop through array. Yeah. As, as by reference. It's. Yeah. No, you don't, you don't loop through an array by reference. No, it was so stupid. And it was like, oh, I'm just going to save 10 seconds. I just didn't feel like typing out that ugly four syntax. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do it. I'll just, I'll just do it. Uh, I'm like, oh, I'm in PHP. Usually I always have to type it in JavaScript. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'm in PHP. I'm going to I'm gonna use for each because I can. And then, yeah. you know, and then two days later. Uh, anyway. So cautionary tale, dear listener. Don't use PHP. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Uh, um, okay, so shall we jump into the feature? Sure. Excellent. So today we are going to talk about um, uh, basically the postmortem of our Rails Rumble weekend last weekend, which was fabulous. Thank you very it's much. It was super fun. That was a blast. Yeah, the, the only only downsides I had to it were that one, I caught a head cold on the second day. I started getting sick. Hmm. And that's also the day my heat went out. So, yeah. And what didn't you say? The like at one point you had a fan going because it was super hot, and then, or was that a previous day? No, it was like Friday night. I had a fan going because it was hot. But, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, it got cold, and then my furnace died. Yes, and the sleeping wasn't. We didn't. We didn't. I don't feel like we burned too much midnight oil. I mean, we probably. I would be. I wish I knew how much we coded. I suppose we could look at the commits. Yeah, you got you got more sleep the second night than I did. Yeah, you at one point were like, "I can't sleep." You were you were like punchy, and I was like, "Go to bed." Yeah. <laughs> and I went to bed, and you ended up doing a ton of stuff. 
it was like se- like Saturday night into Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, and you got lead finger <laughs> on your <laughs> caps key. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all over the place. The first two letters of every word were capitalized. Right. It's funny. Cap happy. You can always tell when I'm getting tired. Yeah. Moving that finger is just too much effort. <laughs> Why doesn't it just know? <laughs> um, so it was, I, I, I've said this before and I'll probably say it again, but I'm super, super comfortable with Rails now. Between the Vagrant Box being my sort of configuration all set to go mm-hmm. and um, and just going through that loop of, 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 you know, how to start the server, how to stop the server, when you should run bundle, why you should run bundle, when you have to run migrate, all that stuff. All that stuff is like, I, I just did it enough times that I don't need to understand it. I just know that like, if something's wrong, I probably want to do one of those things because, and it was a little bit more confusing because you were doing all this stuff that caused me to have to do any of that. So it was kind of like, you didn't see it. It just, you suddenly had to. Yeah. So I would just, after I, you know, I'd do a poll. If something broke, I'd just go in and run bundle and then I'd run uh, rake db colon migrate and then I would restart the server and everything would be fine. <laughs> but man, it's, it's like, um, it's pretty sweet. It is definitely pretty sweet. I have no complaints whatsoever. And I'm super comfortable with the, um, the, the way the, files are set up because Mm -hmm. that's the way because a couple of times ago when i attempted to take the plunge with rails um i started structuring my php directories that way which i love it's it's so much better yeah it's so much better to follow that that format but it was it was a lot of fun i expected you to have more i i kind of expected you to have more rails issues than you did Mm. well i i only uh, ever touched view files yeah which is super easy i mean it's it's like that's just wicked easy like i didn't i didn't even look inside of a controller mm. which is controllers and models are where let's see i don't know I, that's where a lot of gotchas would have hidden me hidden yeah hidden me yeah hidden that's the word hidden you yes but uh since i didn't have to do that but uh, i mean god like there's the gems thing is just like so great it's like oh, device Omni auth, um, what I mean, what else? Paperclip S three, just Bing Stripe, Stripe. Stripe. yeah. Let's not yeah. forget Stripe. So Bing Bang Boom, um, it was it's it's you kind of have to be crazy to code something from scratch. <laughs> I mean, really, it's pretty great. So I'll probably do. I probably will eat those words again. But so the thing about it is thing with me is like whenever i start a new thing i just start super small with a couple of pages and so mm-hmm. um i tend to be like oh i'm just gonna write the php and then i'll rewrite it later maybe and then i and then the, it grows and grows and grows and even though it stays organized it, it it never gets you never get that like um huge parabolic curve of productivity that you do with rails after you get over that little hump at the beginning it's like right right because we spent we spent like two and a half hours doing some initial configuration but then after that, it was just, you know, we were, we were rolling. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I mean, it was, a, yeah, it was a solid two and a half, maybe even closer to three hours of Might, like yeah, setup. And, 
And that's the three hours that, that would have been six hours if it was just me or maybe maybe two days if I if and, it and then didn't you go would have gotten frustrated and given up on it. Yeah, and then I would have said, Well, how come I'm not just doing this in PHP? Yeah, PHP. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But um uh part of the reason that that took so long is because uh Heroku config stuff has changed a bit since the last time I used it. And I wasn't expecting that. And we wouldn't normally be using Heroku anyway, so right. Not that there's anything wrong with it other than the price. It's just kind of expensive. Yeah. Um, so that was that was pretty great. So I guess we should point out that by the end of the weekend, um, we had. Uh, so if you recall correct, if you recall, dear listener, we were using the skateboard approach. We were of working on it, but it turned out that the skateboard was actually pretty big, because yeah. you, you needed login, you needed payments. There's a bunch of stuff you needed for it to be viable at all. Yeah, it was like at least a two-person skateboard. Yeah, exactly. Um, like if Dean came and made a skateboard, it would be it would it have would been be this, this. right? <laughs> um, so, and then there were a bunch of features that we had kind of slotted into scooter, bicycle, motorcycle, car. But after that, we were kind of just picking them off and just putting mm-hmm. in the ones that were going to be easy and not break anything. Yeah. Um, so it got it got a little picky choosy after the skateboard part. But there was a there was a point like there was a point Friday night into Saturday morning where we were like, oh, this we're not gonna have a problem finishing this. Yeah. And it, it did take us I was like arbitrarily at one point I said, let's try and get this like stable by noon on Saturday. And it ended up being more like dinner time on Saturday when I felt like it was like if we had to stop right then and turn it in, it would have been okay. Right. But, but still. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty rad. That was like, you know, we started at 8 p.m. on Friday night, which was midnight um, UTC. And, uh, Got you know. Got four like, hours of sleep that night. Yeah. So like, you know, in 20 hours, two people in 20 hours basically had like a working crowdfunding site. Yeah. <laughs> So that's pretty sick. And then Sunday, I mean, a ton of time on Sunday was spent polishing CSS stuff and um, debugging. Mm-hmm. I mean, you added a bunch of features overnight. When like, And then when I basically, when I jumped on board Sunday, it was like creating fake podcast data and just all stuff to, to make it easier yeah. for the judges to go through and evaluate. Yep, debugging and polish. Yeah. Um. So, excellent. So, one of the things, I don't know if you, if you have anything to maybe add should, before. Maybe we should recap what we built. Yeah, that's true. I, I know we've mentioned it, but it would <laughs> we be. We have, but. So, Castbacker is like Kickstarter for podcasts. Uh, it's a super, the goal is for to make it super, super simple for listeners to back podcasts. And it is super, super simple. Yeah, it really couldn't... I don't think it could be any simpler. No, in fact, when we got done Sunday, I'm like, this is... We've made this so easy, I'm afraid people are going to think it's insecure. Yeah. (laughs) I know, especially because setting up SSL on Heroku was complicated and Uh, unnecessary. We we don't have that on there for the judging, so... Yeah, but all the communications to Stripe are over SSL, so it's... Yeah, and it's all in test mode anyway right Right. now, so... So theoretically, the only security vulnerability or the only security no-no we did is that people can log in. So to the to Castbacker itself, 
So if you've logged in with a, like a password you're using <coughs> everywhere else, then that wouldn't be good. But yeah. So don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, everybody I've talked to who has looked at it has been impressed and thinks it's a good idea. So I'm pretty. Same, same here. We've had some good feedback on our, our team entry page. So Awesome. So, dear listener, it will be too late to favorite us on the Rails Rumble site by the time you hear this. Will but, it? I thought Friday was the last day. Um, oh, I guess, yeah. I mean, if they listen to this in the morning. Yeah. So if it, is, if it is still Friday, October 23rd, 4th, Friday, October 23rd. If it's Friday, October 23rd, something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're still in last year. Yeah. Uh, but if it is Friday, October 24th, then um, run, don't walk to the Rails Rumble site and favorite Castbacker. Yes. Which will give us the, uh, uh, which is how you vote uh, for the popular, what's it called? The People's Choice or something People's like Choice, that? Choice, yeah. 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 Well, we, can, we can link to the entry in the show notes. Yeah, so yeah, that's easier. Just go to niche.cc and we'll link straight to it. Um, yeah, so one of the big things I wanted to talk about, and if you have any big sort of chunks that you want to talk about, is um, uh, Bootstrap. Yeah, because you ended up using Bootstrap on this, right? And I, I often bash Bootstrap mm-hmm. because it's huge and people use it for like, um, don't use much of it, but include it because it's so easy to just include it. And there's even a gem for it. You just like yeah. boom, 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 and we use the flat UI theme, which I prefer to pronounce Flatui. Flatui, yes, and. Uh, <laughs> After two days of being awake, it's, it is flatui forevermore. <laughs> um, and so we knew that we wouldn't, in two days, we, would, we wouldn't have something that just like at a glance looked polished if we didn't right. use a pre-made theme. Um, you know, and the theme comes with like SVG icons and a million, you know, you, you know you're a web person, you know. There's like tons of stuff in there that we could have made more lean by doing from scratch and da, da, da. but I was like, you know, this is one of those cases. This is why they're not rules. They're defaults. My default is to not use stuff like bootstrap, these sort of yeah. big, huge themes, but rather to roll your own and pick and choose the stuff you you, you want to use. And we did. We just used a tiny bit of it. We used a tiny bit of Bootstrap. We used a tiny bit of Flatui. <laughs> we used a, an even tinier bit of Bootstrap JavaScript. Yeah. Oh, so right. And so so there's a bunch of crazy things that came out of actually doing a project with Bootstrap because I've I've like played with it and I've like started to do things with it and been like this is horrible. Like this is I have no <laughs> control suit. over this. It's just like yeah. I'm like I'm I feel like I'm doing table based layouts and it's not quite that bad. So so now that I've actually had to work through it i i have a much more nuanced opinion of why i don't like it <laughs> you didn't and change your opinion no i still just, it's good for what it's good for which is to get mm-hmm. something up incredibly fast that looks pretty good yeah uh so okay this great. Is exactly what we used it for <laughs> exactly what we used it for just like rapid prototyping it's perfect for that it's amazing for that because here's the thing i was you know we're, we're like Kelly's obviously the stronger Rails developer, so obviously you were going to do all the back-end stuff. Yeah, and, and that back-end stuff and apparently the application layout file. Yeah. <laughs> Why you, I oughta. Yeah, we had a lot of, I had a lot of merge conflicts to untangle. Yeah, sorry. 
Um, so, so the, the thing was, I was ostensibly going to be the front end person and I had just assumed I was going to be writing a ton of CSS and a ton of JavaScript. Mm -hmm. I, I wrote three lines of JavaScript in the entire thing to on page load to make the, um, the flash messages collapse. And I maybe, I maybe wrote 20 lines of CSS the entire yeah. time. And so here's, yeah, I, I think it's funny because I think I ended up writing more JavaScript and CSS than you did. I know I wrote more JavaScript. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause of like login stuff and the show hide password stuff. And yeah. And the stripe JavaScript. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, I was basically, I was basically QA. <laughs> But the, no, you did all the you did all the HTML, all of that extraneous bootstrap HTML. That's true, <clears throat> and that's the crazy thing. So, I, I kind of love Bootstrap for this, which is that all you, like HTML is by far easier to understand than CSS or JavaScript. Mm -hmm. Like markup, you know, I I teach workshops. I have been teaching workshops for years. People get markup. It's not that complicated. Um, they. So when it comes into when, when you use bootstrap, you don't have to write any CSS or any JavaScript because so much is written sitting there that you just use class names to make them happen. Yeah. And, but so here's the, the thing about it that, um, and that's cool. And I, and there's certain things, in fact, there's certain, there's a particular thing that I went back and forth on during the thing where it was like the, I don't know if it's a bootstrap thing or you just put it in, but there's like a, a line center class. No, that was me. That was you. So I was like, I'm like, oh, don't do that because I'm not going to be able to go through and just change all that stuff later. You know, so it's like, it's kind of an anti-pattern, but then I took it out and I was like, later I'm in the HTML and I didn't, I was touching the CSS so little that I didn't want to touch it at all. Right, like you didn't want to go back and, and add a class in the CSS just to put a line center. Right, and so there was a million places I was I would have to I would have had to put a ton of selectors in to align center, so this align center would be polluting all over the you know would be all over the place in the CSS, and I was like, that abstraction in general is really good, like the separation of the presentation from the content is really good, but. Mm -hmm. I was like, but that is going to make my CSS a lot more complicated. And all I want to do is center this. So I was like, oh, maybe it's not so bad in, in terms of practicality. It's def I'm definitely against it from a from an idealistic standpoint. Right. And so, but so the because Bootstrap allows you, it, it sort of rolls back to doing presentation with your markup. So like yeah. in your yeah, markup, Bootstrap has it too. They got pull left and pull right, and yeah. Right. And it's like, I'm like, this is really easy. And for beginners, it would be great. But you end up like I was putting BR tags all over the place. Yeah. What does that tell you? Yeah. You know, and because it's like, oh, I don't have I'm not we're basically this is not a CSS project. <laughs> CSS is done. We're barely going to touch that. The Basically, the only, the only significant CSS I wrote was to um was to add media queries to do some slightly different styling for like mobile views. But I, I totally have my head around the way the grid thing works and I'm like, eh, okay, I get it. Um, but I think the plan, uh, is for me, 
once now that we have it all set up and we know what we want it to look like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be that much of a, a big deal, famous last words, to go through and say, okay, which piece of CSS am I actually using? And then pull those out yeah, and just use those <clears throat> and completely get rid of Bootstrap totally. Because we're only using, like the main thing we're using is... Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing, the the thing that would be really hard to write is the form styling. Yeah. The the main things we're using, the form styling, the grid, which is not difficult, uh, right. the, the modal dialogue stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. That would, I, I like the way that works and I wouldn't want to write it. That's a good one. But we don't have like any date pickers or... No. No. You, and I mean, aside from... Aside from our little modal on the front page that says, hey, we're in demo mode, there's right. only one other place on the site that we use a modal dialogue. Where's the other one? On the um, on the podcast page itself, we bring up the dialogue of backers. Our backers, oh, our right. list of backers. Right, right. Yeah, so that could easily be designed around. Yeah. Um, and there's some fancy stuff on the setup page. So if you, so what you, when you're a podcaster, you can come in, you create an account, you go in, you connect your Stripe account to cast backer and then you can create a campaign page for your podcast and there you just this is awesome this is so cool kelly wrote this where you you come to you're like okay i you know niche podcast i come into the page and the first field is the give me the rss feed url you paste it in there and then it ajaxes its way to the cast backer server and then it pulls the xml from the rss feed and pre-fills the form for you it's just like so (laughs) cool it's the best. Especially, I'm so glad we added that. Oh yeah, especially when I was putting, I had to put in like twelve or fifteen fake podcasts on Sunday, and just like paste in the URL and boom, form done. Yeah, yeah, and I I need to get it grabbing the icon automatically. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's right. I just forgot didn't about have that. time to do it. Yep. So then you go farther down the page, and sort of Twitter like, uh, you can set your header background color, your header foreground color, your body background color, or body background image. You know, you can set some stuff to customize the page. And um, so then when you save that, it creates like a branded page for your podcast where there's a backer form on it. And, you know, you can send people to that page. It looks like your style and they just put in their email and boom. Yep. Email and credit card information and uh, you're backed. Yeah, and it gives them a unique URL to manage their pledge, or they can create an account and it claims all of their past pledges. Yeah, based associated on email. with their email. Yeah, so, so they can, can manage them that way. Yep, you can back it anonymously. Not an- anonymous is the wrong word because you're using the email, but you don't have to have an account right, first. Right. Yeah, there's. I was just going to ask you something about that process. How, oh, I changed right. that thank you page a little bit. Um, it's obviously not on Heroku because. We're not allowed to push any code right now, mm-hmm. but um, you had the weird little the weird little moment of confusion there when you had backed the podcast with an account that with an email that already had an account, but that you weren't logged in as. Right, so it didn't um, show so me. So now that. it now it just gives you a login form. Cool. It'll either give you a you know enter your password to sign up or enter your password to log in. Yeah, there's like on. three possible states for the thank yeah. you page. Like you could be logged in. Oh, that's another thing that we should do. Not that we need to talk about this on the podcast, but when you, if you are logged in, when you go to a campaign page, your email that you use to log in should be pre-filled. Yeah, it is now. Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, great. So we're done. It's perfect. 
<laughs> um, oh, no, the thing I was going to ask you, and this is super, super clever, and I will, mm-hmm. I'm sure will be of interest to the dear listener, which is, um, in if you're not familiar with Rails, there's like one sort of big wrapper file that is the the sort of the header and footer and all the other the the global stuff if you will of the site and so you don't have to keep writing different junk there yeah but for this one particular page on the site it was going to be very different in that it was it, it, we wanted the even our castbacker nav to inherit the color theme from the the campaign page so it didn't clash so how did you do that like you used like what what did you do to make that work uh, you can specify whenever inside of the controller when you tell it to render a view, mm-hmm. you can specify which layout file you want to use to go to accompany that view. Okay. So I just made a separate layout file for that. What uh, didn't have that a link page. to this? But how did you separate out? Like, what was different about that page, though? Like, did it uh, not link to our CSS? It must have. No, it linked to our CSS and everything. The only thing different, really, was it, it just had extra stuff in it. Okay. Like, I was, I was auto-generating some CSS inside. Like, I was generating some CSS with that to, to get the, apply the custom theme. Gotcha. So, you, like, inject it into the head in yeah. a style tag. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing on Sticky. Cool. Well, that's a lot less complicated than I expected. So, inside <laughs> of the controller, you just, like, yield a different file. Yeah. Cool. I just like use the podcast layout file instead of the application layout file. Mm. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It, and you end up with this page that's like, well, you're going to see it, dear listener, because we're going to have one <laughs> when it goes one, live. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it looks nicer than our site. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, it does. Um, well, you didn't, I don't think you spent two days on, on niche.cc. No, I, that's my MO. It's the web. It doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we are super uh, excited about it. If you do hear this in time, please go to um, niche.cc and find the show notes for this episode and go um, favorite us, which is just like voting. Yes. It does require a Twitter account or a Heroku account, which is a super big drag. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, because you may not be on either of those services and there's no alternative. But uh, if you are on Twitter or Heroku, then you can log in and vote for us. That'd be great. I'm I'm super happy with how it turned out, given given the 48 hours. Like the the only thing that I really want to add to it, mm-hmm. I mean, we had we had more stuff on our list, but the big thing for me is to add the verification. Yes, which is. Um, like I, I could go once cast, you know, after the judging is over and we have it hosted on our own server. Um, I could just go in and be like, just put in the, like this American life. Yeah. This feed and just be like, like hope people find it. Like, Oh look, I can back this American life. Or like, like it's trying like, uh, paste it into Facebook or something. Like, and I could be getting four ninety five per month from this American life listeners, even though I had no association with the podcast. Um, so, uh, we are going to set it up so that you can verify ownership of the podcast. So there'll be verified podcasts where someone, the, the podcast owner has to do one of a set of things to their site mm-hmm. or domain name and their DNS. You can do some stuff, um, to, to indicate that the person who has the castbacker account is yeah. the same person who owns the podcast. Add a meta tag to your feed, put something on the, yeah. Yeah. Put a file on the server or whatever. 
Uh, yeah. So, geez, did you have anything else uh, that you wanted to call out? I don't know. I mean, it was a pretty it was a pretty straightforward build as far as as far as the back end stuff. The um, I don't think I really had any major gotchas. It took me like I ran into a small issue when we were getting going there with the stripe stuff, but then that was because just just like rushing things on my part because I was excited and in a hurry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, it was it was all a pretty pretty straightforward, and it. It occurred to me that oddly, this was the first time I've ever parsed an, an XML or an RSS feed in Ruby. Oh yeah. Yeah. It just then that seems like such a normal, common thing that you would do. Yeah. But this is actually the first time I've done it. I, I realized that the vast majority of my live centers are on JSON data. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. I guess that might be it then. Um. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So look. Yeah, look we for, never we never did get around to doing the logo. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple of little things we need to do, but it looks pretty good. I, yeah, I, it does. I don't mind it. I would like it to be a little cooler, but it's pretty good. The the just the word. But uh, yeah. So coming soon to a browser near you, ladies and gentlemen, will be uh, Castpacker, specifically oh, the niche. Yeah, the niche campaign page. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that is our show for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next week for the Niche Podcast. Bye. Flatulai. <laughs> Flatulai. <laughs> no, that's something different. No, that's something entirely different. <laughs>